Ron, was this as good as the Jazz have been all year? I, it, I, as far as ball movement is concerned, I'd, I'd say yes. And I'd go farther than that and say heck yes. Because I really enjoyed that ball popping. Uh, didn't get into a half-court game that much tonight. Uh, and the Jazz, for the most part, got what they wanted out of it. So I'd, I'd say yes, absolutely. Tim Lacombe, best the Jazz have looked this year? Yeah, I would say this for the Milwaukee game. Um, you know, the Milwaukee game obviously was against Milwaukee. He was a better team. But, man, this was a, f a really fun one to watch for various reasons. But I, you know what the thought I had, David, was it was like watching an old Big 8 team uh, in football run the wishbone against the spread offense. Hey, 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 that's Nebraska. Well, I know. I'm Pop, just Power eye, baby. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Option left, option right. I was on the end, bust one up the middle. That yeah, wasn't that's... a slight, Ron. It was right. just okay. the styles, right? I mean, we, we're telling you what's coming. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. That's right. And, and whatever you, you know, whatever you do, you're wrong. That's what, when offense is really, really good, you know, you, whatever the defense does, they're wrong. And like you said, <laughs> Van Gundy was just perplexed all night long. Yeah, he was as, as we all would be, because yeah. it was just an awesome team effort. I, uh, played around on Twitter tonight. I don't know if you saw it, but Steve Jones, the son of Snapper Jones, does some... I was some, wondering if that was him. Yeah, he does some great work. And we had just a very subtle, basic play tonight. And I said to him, go get it for me on Twitter. And he put it up. So if people want to see it, it's at Steve Jones Jr., I think is his handle. And it really, Tim, was a basic play, but sometimes we don't need to be that complicated. It was... Quite simply, the idea that they, they're bringing two, they're, they're hedging on Conley's pick because they're trying to keep him out of the paint. So they got two guys on the ball. Rudy rolls. They got to bring somebody to his roll, and Conley's finding the open shooter. I mean, it's really not complicated. It's one pass that that is bringing that play. But as you said, every choice you're making is wrong at that point. Yeah, and it's it, I'm watching it right now. It's yeah, just a, a wing ball screen roll throwback. Um, you know, and you you do you have. You have to put two on the ball or else you're going to break the paint. Um, and you got to respect the role with the weak side, which leaves a wide open shooter. And, but what I'm loving is, you know, say they guard that right. What I'm loving right now is, you know, the Jazz making plays like, in this case, if Clarkson would have driven it one more time, it's that second drive that's really uh, kind of a new thing that I'm really enjoying too. Well, the other one I would say on that is later in the night, we start seeing Gobert and Favors getting dunks, right? Right. That's because the guy didn't want to keep leaving the guy in the corner yep. for a three because this guy's wide up. He's tired of getting somebody busting a three on his face. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm sure a timeout was no more threes. Right. right? So, so that's a dunk. And so it's a dunk this time. But but that's where, like, the Pelicans offensively, you know, they, they really do value everything. Their two-point game, and I, in the pregame we talked about it, it's going to be kind of twos versus threes and um, – it's the thing I love about it too is it's the way the Jazz are getting threes. It's not they're not chucking, <laughs> they're you know it's either in transition pushing it really and and spacing great, or in the half court you know they're just they're just. Uh, I told Jake tonight this has got to be such a fun way to play. The oh, oh uh, Ron has left us for television. We're not just ignoring him. Um, I, I'll leave, I have two thoughts um, for you. I want I want. Uh, on this, and then I will exit as Stage well. left. Yes, you liked that line? Uh, I caught a few tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few tonight. <laughs> Gotta have fun doing this job. 
Um, so, um, John Hollinger said to me, I don't know if you heard this conversation with Ron. John said to me once about the Rockets that what they had created was an environment where they could get kind of anyone out there and get the optimum three-point shooting out of that player. So, like, if you kind of look at every Rocket player, whether it's P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, or probably everybody but Russell Westbrook, Daniel House, like, Gerald Green, right? These guys were not good shooters before they got there. And they just told them, like, okay, you're shooting a 1,000 threes in the gym every day, and all you're supposed to do is run the floor and shoot a three. And he's like, and you're going to get the optimum percentage you can get from those guys. So Houston played this style with all these threes with not very good shooters. So this is a two-part thing. One is that concept that you, like, just get the optimum when you get these guys freedom. And do the Jazz have that kind of freedom? And then the second thing is, are the Jazz playing rocket ball but doing it with good shooters, which is actually maybe never been done before other than maybe the Spurs team that won a title back with Duncan. I, I think so. The only difference in rocket ball is there's so much on isolation too, you know. Um, what I love about the Jazz, like Ron said tonight, the ball was popping around and everybody's making plays. It's not a, one guy ends up with it, you know, creates and then kicks. It's every single guy, you know, Conley, Clarkson, Mitchell, Joe, uh, Bowian, everybody. And George and Yang was great tonight at, at initiating it as well. Uh, just punching it, getting to the paint, and creating, kicking. Um, but, yeah, it's, it all works because this might be one of the best NBA teams collectively shooting the ball that, I, that I've seen, you know, in some time. Pretty interesting. Well, David, thank you uh, for your work. Appreciate you tonight, buddy. Uh, by the way, uh, one note for you. I think I gave this to you the other night, but just think about this for a second. No team in NBA history, according to Tyson Ewing, has ever had 23s in three straight games. So we've just done it three out of four twice and six out of or five out of or four out of six. That would mean that that equals the highest rate of three points made for a stretch of games ever in the NBA. It yep. might not break anything, but it equals it, right? right? By definition. Like if nobody's ever done three in a row, then by definition, nobody's ever done more than three out of three out of four is like as good as you can do if you can't do three in a row. And by definition, four out of six is about as well as you can do if you can't do three in a row. You could, right? So just think about that for a second. Like this is as proficient a stretch of three-point shooting as any team has ever had in the history of the league. And I'll, and I'll leave you with this thought. I don't feel like this team is, is going to live and die by the three. So as good as they shoot it, they got other ways to do it. You, well, you know? know what the Pelicans did tonight, right? What did the Pelicans do tonight? They died by the two. They took 40 non-restricted area twos. Death by paper cut. Can somebody discuss them dying by the two tonight? Hence my big eight Thank analogy. You. Thank right. you. Wishbone versus the spread, baby. Yep. All right, David, we'll see you on Thursday. See ya. Jazz win tonight, 118 to 102 over the Pelicans. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz moved to 10 and 4 on the year thanks to a win over the Pelicans, 118 to 102. And I know the Jazz won by 16, Tim, but I was just texting a buddy of mine uh, that uh, the the game wasn't really even as close as that, as the Jazz really dominated most of the night tonight outside of a stretch there in the second quarter and then in the fourth when things had kind of uh, already been said and done and the game was over. Uh, New Orleans made it a little bit closer, but really a one-sided game tonight. And it's interesting because typically those minutes where the Jazz kind of struggled in the fourth quarter, I guess you would say, you know, in comparison, those are typically minutes that are played by the bench, but with no practices, you know, that's an opportunity for guys to continue to play. Um, But when you're up that much, you know, you, you just don't have the urgency, I guess. Um, But the uh, man, for the most part that night, most of the night was just uh, an old fashioned tale whooping. Yeah, uh, Coach Snyder called, what, three timeouts there in the fourth quarter, a little bit grumpy about what he was seeing in one way or another. And I liked it because it's, again, it's reinforcing, you know, the message and the accountability of how we want to play always. Not, not you know, only in a tight game, but when we're up, we you know, you got to play the right way. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led the way tonight with 28 points, uh, added four assists and seven rebounds. And through that pass, we saw at the end of the first half uh, the – the winging it out to bogey from underneath the basket. We saw it again in the second half. I wonder if that's something we're going to see a little bit more. Yeah. And that one was the second one was a little less dramatic because it was not, he was more on an angle. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. And uh, it's, it just goes to show you again, no matter what you do, the defense jumps the drift pass and instead he throws the one up top. So, um, just really creative passing by by Donovan on those two plays. And, of course, we'll be talking about it a lot. Made threes, 21 of 47. 21 made three-point shots uh, for the Utah Jazz tonight as opposed to the Pelicans. They just, I mean, not only do they not make them, they don't shoot them. They were 6 of 26. And does it make sense to you when I say, I mean, do you feel the same way? The Jazz could have made 12 threes tonight and probably been fine with the tempo and everything else. It's yeah. just... The shots, they, they are just in such a great rhythm to be able to get those shots, but it's not like guys are coming down and hunting them. Right. You know, it's a big difference. Zion did have 32 for the Pelicans tonight, but you know, I don't know if you could say quiet 32, especially when he was 14 of 19, but, you know, the, it didn't feel like he dominated by any means. No, he, I mean, obviously he's really big and strong, but I, I think I made the comment to you, you know, the game is so is such today that, I just don't know if a guy like that, yeah, you know, he had 30-whatever, but um, he, he really does need to develop a jumper uh, you know, and stretch and, and create a little bit more, obviously, dominant, powerful, all that stuff. But um, like, like David said, at the end of the day, you take 42s against a team that's clo- taken close to 53s, um, you're probably going to lose that battle. I swear, you know, Zion could at least step out there and and make one or two in college, and it just doesn't seem like that's translated. He's got that flat, you know, throwback jazz, Mike Brown, frozen rope. He's got that flat kind of shot. I don't feel like it's his form is as off as, say, a Ben Simmons or a or even Lonzo Ball, his teammate, but it, it feels like he just needs to work on it. I wonder if he has the work ethic to take his game to the next level. No, I, it's going to be interesting to see what he, he can do. You know, a guy like that who – is kind of a phenom at a young age and always a little bit bigger than the, than it, well, not always a little bit, a lot bigger than everybody always, even at this level. Um, but it's one piece of his game that's definitely lacking. Even free throws don't look natural for him. You know, they, 
in anything or outside of about eight feet is is a little bit of a, a chore. Remember Mike Brown rifling that ball on those Are you talking the big brown bear? Yeah, the big brown bear. You remember him? I loved him? the big the brown bear. frozen rope, as Hot Rod used to say, right at the rim. <laughs> the cowhide glowed hits home. He, you know what's funny? He used to play tennis at Olympus Hills Park, of all places. The brown bear. go down there and see see Mike Brown playing tennis. He was a useful tennis player for a guy his size. Man, he, he was a big, strong guy. I remember that. And, man, you want to talk about energy. That dude played with so much energy. Tons, no doubt. All right. Uh, for those uh, network stations, we'll uh, say good night. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way Thursday night. This very same Pelicans team right here in this building. However, the game will start at 8 o'clock as opposed to 7. So mark that down on your calendar. It's a little bit of a late start on Thursday night. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound from the locker room uh, as well as uh, continue to break this one down straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 118 to 102 is your final. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some post game sound coming up here momentarily, but let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, tonight, the Jazz shot 50.6% from the field, 44.7% from three. They were 21 of 47. We'll get uh, certainly more to that uh, coming up uh, a little later on in the show. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, 28 points, seven rebounds, four assists. He did it on nine of 15 shooting, four of seven from three, six of six from the free throw line. Jordan Clarkson with 18 points coming in off the bench. He was six of 15 shooting. Uh, Joe Ingles, nice game back in the lineup with 15 points on five of six shooting. Rudy with 13 points to go along with his 18 rebounds and three block shots. Uh, let's see here. Bogdanovich had 11. Mike Conley had six points but had 10 assists and ended the game a plus 26. So Mike's still having a huge impact even in a game where his shot wasn't going down. Yeah, I love to see his 10 assists and um, on a night where he only took seven shots and five of those are threes you know those didn't go in but I felt like he had a huge impact on the flow of the game and when he's on the floor um, you know the Jazz do a a really good job for the most part of taking care of the ball and getting into their offense quickly. Uh, Zion Williamson led the way for the Pelicans Uh, he had 32 points on 14 of 19 shooting he had five boards three assists he also had a steal Brandon Ingram with 17 points on eight of 18 shooting Steven Adams yeah, I don't want to say he was a no-show, but to not having the impactful game uh, maybe we would have expected from him. Six points, nine rebounds. He had an assist and a steal, but only played uh, 24 minutes. Uh, really, nobody else outside of the big two uh, made a huge impact on this one. I'll tell you what's crazy is they 57 points those three guys were averaging coming in, right? Um, what is that? They hit uh, 55 tonight. So right there, those three guys, lion's share of their points, most nights, and it tells the case, it tells the story tonight again. A game of a team that really attacks by way of the two versus a team that is playing terrific team basketball and using the three as a major weapon. I thought Royce O'Neal was really good tonight against Brandon Ingram, who really took him apart in a couple games last year. Um, you know, if, if you get 17 points from Brandon Ingram and it takes him 18 shots to get there, I think he'll take that every time. I love their defense on him tonight. He, he did not, to my recollection, get very many clean looks. Um, and uh, it was a really, really good job. The other guy that, that was guarded really well tonight in it was, was Redick to only get four threes off 
um, did a great job of chasing him around, understanding game game plan and making him take, um, you know, dribble into twos and, as opposed to threes. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, a lot of fadeaway stuff. I mean, he's really effective at it, but it's, you know, like Locke said, they lost the game with twos or whatever. I don't know. He's a, he's a really great basketball player, but when he plays like tonight, he's certainly not as effective. And, and I just, you know, first time seeing him this year, I haven't seen him play outside of this game. Um, but, man, it's going to be a battle for that team. Uh, I just don't know where they get a perimeter presence. You know, Reddick's aging, and, and he can certainly have a couple nights, and Bledsoe can, can knock him in. But beyond that, where do you go for that? It's interesting. Uh, let's now go uh, back. Uh, let's go to the media room where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Uh, first up, we'll go Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, can you describe your third quarter? I mean, it was pretty much, you know, I thought 12 minutes of, of, of really good basketball from you guys. And, and how, how much of a, a goal is that for you to play like that over an extended period of time? Well, yeah, I mean, we want to play well all the time. Um, as you said, the third quarter of the ball was moving. We were getting stops, you know, which allows us to get out. I think maybe more important is we had that that stretch um, where we turned it over a couple times, you know, and they got a couple buckets and got some life and some momentum um, cut into the lead. And I thought our guys really collected themselves well. So, you know, you're not going to play well all the time. You'd like to. Um, and when you go through those patches where it's, you know, you're in a, a rough patch, you know, the key thing is to be able to come out of that. And, and maybe, you know, that's to me as significant as playing well. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. What did it require from your guys going against such a physical front court and Adams and Zion? Well, I think just being focused on, you know, rebounding together. You know, we, we know... Um, how well they rebound and what a physical team they are. And, you know, if we try to, you know, battle them one-on-one -on, -one on the boards, that's that's tough. So, you know, we've got to do it collectively, um, and we're going to have to do it again, you know, the day after tomorrow. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. You, Rudy had that stretch in the last minute of the second quarter where he meets Zion at the rim for the block and then a few possessions later recovers and gets the the block from behind on Bledsoe, um, stop a layup. What can you say about just the job that he did tonight? You know, doesn't put up a ton of points, but continues to make an impact just with constant plays like that throughout the evening. Well, you know, I think what do you, 20 rebounds, um, you know, that's what we expect from Rudy. Um, he's capable of making uh, multiple plays. You know, there's not a lot of bigs his size that, um, can make one play and make another play and get in on the glass. Um, you know, and obviously Zion is a, a heck of a player. I mean, you feel like you did a good job on him. You look up and he's, you know, he's got 30. So, um, you know, I was happy with all our guys defensively. I thought we really worked. And um, obviously Rudy impacts the game a lot of ways. And as, as you said, they, some of them show up in the, the stat sheet. Some of them show up. Um, when you see him make a block or something and uh, other things don't show up just with his presence. So um, that's what we want from him every night. Uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, how different are these sets that where you're playing a, a team a couple of times back to back rather than kind of going from one team to another? 
Well, it's, it's different, you know. Um, you know, anytime you, you play a team in a short time span, you know, there's opportunities, um, you know, to you, you feel the last game. You know, we, we were fortunate. We shot the ball. I thought we moved the ball to get good shots, um, but we made a lot of shots. And, um, you know, they, they missed some. So uh, you, you can't rely on, on the ball going in the basket. Um, we've got to, you know, flush this game, forget about it, and be ready to play, you know, the next one. Because it, it does, it is a quick turn. And, you know, that's going to be something I think every team in the league's got to be able to focus through. And, again, it, it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to beat a team two times in a row, especially a team that's as good as they are and you know they'll they'll do some things they'll make some adjustments and we've just got to be ready to play and um, do the best we can as far as preparing and, and as much as anything preparing mentally last question tim mcmahon espn what's up quinn uh um, hey, you guys are during this winning streak you shot the three remarkably well uh obviously key number one is having good shooters but what are the factors that go into being able to hit 20 plus threes in, in four of these six games? Well, I think it honestly starts defensively. Um, you know, when we get stops, um, you know, our guys are committed right now to running. You know, I think that's been more sporadic, um, you know, it, it, earlier in the year where we were running sometimes when we felt good. And, we, you know, we talk about running for each other. Um, when we do that, you know, those threes, if we can get catch and shoot threes, um, not that we don't want to take them off the dribble or walk ups, we want to be aggressive with all those two because we've got some guys, but, you know, JC, Donovan, Mike, and Joe can all shoot the ball, you know, off the dribble as well. Um, but, you know, I don't know what Donovan's percentage is right now from three, um, but on, on the catch and shoots, but they're all, you know, you feel like they got a chance to go in and we've just got to make sure we're spaced. Um, that's maybe the biggest thing is is that we're we're working whether it be running or staying focused to space and respace, and when we do that and move the ball, we're capable of getting some looks. And you know, as you said, we're making them right now. And you know, knock on wood, hopefully we keep making them. But um, the main thing is defending. Defending creates those shots, and defending, you know, keeps us in the game if they're not going in. All right, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Coach. There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Said a lot right there, Tim, but uh, taking off on that last point, um, you know, you say the Jazz aren't necessarily live and die by the three team, and maybe that's where a lot of that defensive effort comes in and the improved defensive play uh, where they can kind of be the that dual threat type team, which you really need to be, in my opinion, to be a contender in the NBA. Yeah, they, they, they just um, they seem to be getting a real flow defensively. My favorite part of the whole thing right there was when Quinn knocked on wood. You hear him when he said something yeah. and then he uh, because that's how coaches are, especially when you win this many in a row. You don't want to do anything or say anything that's going to disrupt that rhythm. Um, I think the reason I say that, too, is uh, there's a difference between, I guess, coming down, getting a high ball screen and, and firing one off. But these the Jazz are getting really open feet set looks at the basket uh, with, for, from guys that all can shoot. Um, and the other great part about it is all those guys are capable of facilitating the drive and kick. So it really does put the defense in a really difficult situation. And, and not to mention, you're dealing with Rudy rolling every time, too. 28 assists on 43 made baskets. It's a good number.
Yeah, it's a really good number. Really when good you're number. making 21 threes, I mean, the odds are you're getting a bunch, you know, ca- uh, lock uh, talks at great length about the catch and shoot three, but it's obviously a big time weapon for this team. And a catch and shoot three would generate an assist, if I'm not wrong. So that pass has got to be there. Yeah. And I'm honestly, for some of these guys, really, your, your percentage from out there is nearly as good as a shot right at the rim, you know, um, in terms of their ability to make it. And that's what's really exciting is there's still way, there's still a lot of room for growth. Well, we have uh, a lot of interesting stats on the uh, the twenty plus makes. Our, our boy Tyson Ewing's already rolling those into awesome. me, so we'll have we'll have a bunch of stats actually coming in from Tyson uh, a little bit later on in the show. Coming up next, we'll get you a player sound as well as uh, continue to break this one down as the Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, one eighteen to one hundred two. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned two thousand twenty one Subaru Outback. Available now on Mark Miller's Subaru Utah's only negotiation free. Subaru retailer and the official Subaru dealer of the Utah Jazz. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 118 to 102. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. It's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight in the paint. The Jazz outscored by the Pelicans 64-42, to 42, but that certainly is no surprise. The, the Pelicans doing a lot of their damage from the inside. Heavy frontcourt players, and Zion just doesn't take a lot of outside shots. Congratulations to the Pelicans on that. Uh, that's about the only thing they won tonight was points in the paint. Um, it, it, was just a, it was a thrashing, really, in just a contrast in styles. Well, Coach Snyder, when we heard from him, he put a heavy emphasis on the rebounds, and uh, we talked about that a lot during the pregame. The Jazz out-rebounded the Pelicans tonight 54-38. to The Pelicans are one of the better rebounding teams in the league, and the Jazz just smashed them. And after they gave up so many offensive rebounds against Denver, they only gave up 10 tonight to New Orleans. Yeah, and I, I, we talked about it. It felt like it was an outlier, kind of. It, was, it just seemed to be one of those nights where it kind of got away from them. Um, but tonight was a, a great test because it was two really even rebounding teams, a team with a bunch of physical size and bulk, and like you say, the Jazz just blasted them on the glass. It sounds like a good time to do the Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass. But how about this number? 18 rebounds. For Rudy tonight, six offensive, 12 defensive to go along with his 13 points on six of eight shooting. Rudy, just terrific on the boards. Yeah, and his extra effort plays tonight were so cool. Like that that block from behind at the end of the first half. Um, you you know, mean the one where he paused to complain to the ref for a second and still and got, then back, still and got back and blocked it? Um, you know, the play was about three feet ahead of him, and he still made up the ground and blocked it. I, I honestly believe that that is a a differentiator. I've always believed Rudy played hard, but I think he's found another gear this year. At least it, it looks like that. Speaking of Rudy, let's go back to the media room. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Uh, we've got first question was from John Kuhn AP. 
Rudy, um, Coach Snyder talked about the defensive improvement that he's seen from you guys over the past few games that's really kind of opened up the offense, said there's more of a commitment to running the floor and, 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 and playing hard on both ends. What, what do you feel like has kind of precipitated that? that change what's changed about the mental approach for the team over this winning streak first of all that's the that's our identity you know it's always been uh, since queen got here uh, you know is to be a uh, one of the best defensive teams in the league and to every single night bring in defensively and uh, you know uh, obviously I'm a, I'm a big part of that and I take a lot of pride in making sure that I come in every single night and, and try to be the best, you know, defensive player in the world, and uh, and make sure I help my teammates and uh, and push my teammates on that end. And you know, and guys have been doing a, a great job defensively. And uh, I believe that when we play great defense and when we think about defense, uh, it helps our offense. And we're able to run. And you know, when we run on teams, it's we we unstoppable because we get we have so many shooters and so many guys that can create for each other that it's uh you know it becomes a it goes full circle. Next up Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Hey Rudy, late in the game, uh Quinn Snyder called a timeout after a missed, I think, box out led to Alonzo Ball dunk. What are those late opportunities to still learn? What does Quinn say late in those, even though the game is kind of out of hand? I think it's about you know, never let up, never get the habit of, you know, just lose focus. Uh, you know, whenever we get up by 20 or whenever, you know, we feel like we, we're playing well, uh, you know, always stay aware. And, you know, we, there's a few games that we lost because we, we did that, like in New York, for example. And, uh, you know, we want to be a team that, uh, you know, of course, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be moments when team going to go on a run. But we want to make sure that we we limit that, and it's a it's a quick turnaround, and we're able to refocus and uh, and keep doing what we do. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Pretty. They had five offensive rebounds in the first six minutes, and then only five after that. After what happened against Denver, how did you guys kind of clean it up and and against a really big front court? I mean, it was just a great collective effort. You know, guys did a great job. Uh, you know, hitting those bigs. Adams and, uh, and Zion and, you know, all the athletic, you know, all those athletic guys, uh, you know, it's really uh, something that we we take a lot of pride in as a team and we know how important it is. And, you know, against a team like this, it's a great opportunity for us to, you know, to get better uh, at that end. And, uh, you know, and we didn't do it in the first minutes, but we, we called a timeout and we did it for the rest of the game. And last question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, this is the first time of several this season that you guys will be facing kind of the same team in the in the same city on in back-to-back -back games. What do you have to do going into Thursday's game to kind of forget about this one or, or not forget about it, but not let this one impact how you play Thursday? I mean, it's 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 about focusing on us, you know, on the things that we, there's a lot of things that we feel like we can do better. Uh, you know, like like 
like you said, you know, the rebounds, uh, you know, there's the a little stretch when we, we turn about over uh, when they change their coverage. So, you know, it's, it's all about us uh, keep getting better as a team. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one game at a time. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep getting better. All right. That's it. Thank you, Rudy. Rudy Gobert, there, there's his comments to the media. Rudy tonight uh, had a tough assignment, Stephen Adams, and Stephen Adams uh, had a rough game, and Rudy had 18 rebounds, go along with his 13 points, 6 of 8 shooting. Rudy still struggling from the line, 1 of 6. You know, that was a number he had really boosted uh, over the past couple of years and something he's going to have to improve upon, obviously, but his impact on tonight's game was was certainly felt. Yeah, you know, as he talked there, he talked about, you know, wanting to, to prove he's the best player defensive player in the world and I mean that's the beautiful part about him is the slight last year and not getting defensive player of the year uh, that type of stuff really fuels him and in his mind this year I, and maybe that's what this extra gear is he's really going to leave no doubt and and I don't know how you watch the NBA and, and watch him play and how he affects the defensive end and say he's not the best defensive player in the world because I believe he is uh, this is an interesting quote uh, coming out of Stan Van Gundy's press conference tonight. He said this, uh, quote, we couldn't stop them on anything. What stands out is the 21 threes, but they also didn't have any trouble getting to the rim. We've got a few problems, unquote. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's Frank. Stan, you do, but a lot of teams, I mean, it looks very similar to what we've seen. Um, just to get 53s off and have, you know, good looks at 53s, or close to 53s, 43s um, a night is – is remarkable and it does speak to pace spa- uh, spacing and scheme um, which is totally uh, you know kind of a reversal from last year uh, all right let's uh, let's get some more player sound for you Joe Ingles is standing by in the media room uh, first question we'll get will be from Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune Joe, nice to see you again um, obviously you have a big night shooting five of six from three, uh, part of a bigger effort from the team as a whole, 21 threes. What was working specifically for you and what was working for the team as a whole in, in continuing this hot streak from three-point range? Um, I mean, obviously as a team and as our group has played a lot this year, we've I think we've been pretty open and um, saying the, the way and style we, we want to play um, and obviously which we, we think we're good at. Um, we've got guys that run our bigs run and obviously that opens it up. And um, with Rudy running down the lane, they they collapse in a little bit and we, we've got obviously guys that can make plays with, with the four guards that are out there um, at all times. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, to me personally or, or whoever it is, um, the last few games that I've been out earlier in the year, I think we've had different guys a lot of the time come come in and make shots. Um, there's only a few, probably a couple of games that we, we haven't shot well this year and, and we've still been in them, um, obviously, with our defense. So, um, yeah, it was, it was fun to be back out there and um, just glad we won, to be honest. <laughs> All right, next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Joe, how big was Rudy and Favors tonight against their physical front court? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously not tonight, but every night they, they, they're huge for us. Um, bringing Fave back and, and having him um, be comfortable and, and okay with, with the role that he's playing off the bench behind Rudy. And um, I, I think we've played them together a, a very kind of small sample size but um 
yeah, just having those guys behind you is is a big help as a guard, knowing that they're, they're, that they're there. So, um, yeah, I mean, more more than not, they're they're really good for us. So it's uh, yeah, like I said, it's 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 really helpful as a guard having Rudy and Faye there yelling at you and and, and obviously telling us what to do defensively. All right, last question, Sarah Top, Deseret News. Hey, Joe, a couple of questions. One, just wanted to know how the, uh, like, heel, ankle area is feeling, uh, and if, I mean, you're still experiencing soreness or how how much close to 100% you are right now. And then also on these two game sets where you're playing the same team twice in a row, how does that change what you guys are doing and planning for? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think we've, we haven't done it this year. I think we played Phoenix kind of as close to two in a row as we could. Um, I mean, they uh, obviously going small at the end for, at the end for them uh, might be something that they, they liked. Um, they went on a little run there. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's hard to obviously we'll, we'll go and watch the film. And, and, and I think uh, from, from our point of view, from our group, um, we'll be pretty happy with how obviously the, the two runs they went on, one in the second quarter and one in the last there. Um, we can clean up. I think it's all stuff that I think Donovan lost a couple of times when they, they blitzed um, towards the end there. So cleaning up stuff like that is 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 on us and that's kind of easy to fix because you you know what we, we know what we should be doing. Um, so we'll see what they, they come out with adjustment-wise. Um, in terms of the the Achilles, it, it feels obviously I wouldn't play if it wasn't feeling good. Um, it was bizarre not playing, to be honest. Um, uh, the, especially the first one, just knowing obviously a lot earlier than you guys did that I wasn't going to be playing, um, and just kind of sitting around those couple of days and um, yeah, just a really different feeling. And then obviously really happy that the the guys were still playing well. They they, they played their asses off for, for those four or five games. And um, yeah, just glad to be back. Obviously, like I said, it's, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't come back if it wasn't feeling good. So I've um, never really been in this situation before. So it was different, but uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, I'm just glad to be back out there. And uh, I think the weirdest thing, me and Mike were talking about it when he was out last year was, when the team starts winning and you're out and then you come back in and you don't want to be the one that, that ruins it. So um, I'm just glad we won. That's all I wanted to do tonight. Um, so yeah, no, I feel good. All right. We are done. Thanks, Joe. Joe Ingles, who was good tonight. Uh, certainly good shooting the ball. Five of six from three, five of six from the field total, 15 points, two assists, three rebounds. And Joe said on DJ and PK last week that when he came back the first time, I think it was against Detroit, I want to say. It uh, swole up on him and got a little sore the next day. So, you know, uh, knock on wood for Joe Ingles that uh, after playing tonight, uh, he doesn't have that issue again. And we did make the comment that it seemed quick to come back, you know, after breaking the streak one game. But um, it's great to have Joe back out there. And and he did look uh, like he was moving around good. He was on attack. Um, Obviously, for him to make five or six was awesome. And he's just a great interview, too. You know, I like how he kind of talks about you know, rather than just the answer to the question, he kind of throws a little light, like he was talking to Mike and saying, hey, when Mike last year, when Mike came back, he didn't want to be the one that messed it up. Um, That's kind of cool insight there, but um, great to have Joe back out there. 
All right, coming up next, we'll get you more player sound, and uh, we'll get you the onslaught of interesting statistics our friend Tyson Ewing has passed along. We'll get to that straight ahead. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, 118-102. Jazz beat the Pelicans. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 118 to 102 is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans here at Vivint Arena. Uh, let's get a, let's get to your three point feature and then we'll we'll jump into some uh, some interesting stats from our friend Tyson Ewing. Uh, three point feature is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight from three. The Jazz were 21 of 47, 44.7% from three, which is amazing. We mentioned Joe Ingles, five of six. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was four of nine. Donovan Mitchell, four of seven. Uh, Royce O'Neal, two of seven. Bogdanovich was three of eight. Let's see who am I missing. George Niang coming in off the bench was two of five. And uh, the Jazz were just uh, obviously excellent shooting the ball from outside tonight. Yeah, and a huge part of that, too, um, the Jazz assisted on 18. 18 of their assists were for threes, um, which is just uh, its amazing, really, uh, the way that they really utilize that. And um, so of their 21, or excuse me, of their 28 assists, 18 of those were for threes. All right, you want to jump into some of these? Uh, our friend Tyson Ewing, who does stats for the TV broadcast, he's sent us over some nuggets uh, for the post game here on radio. And let's let's go through a few of these, all right? Okay, let's do it. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2, T-Y-E-W-I-N-G-2. Uh, Joe Ingles hit five threes in 19 minutes. So he has never had five threes in fewer than 20 minutes before tonight. Well, that's, I mean, for him to dig that out, come on. I'm he had, he had a stat before the game about the gold jersey. Like, he had breakdowns of the goldies. I'm telling you, he's he's genius. Uh, Mike Conley reached 10 assists for only the second time as a jazz man. 10 assists, two turnovers. Uh, George Niang has now scored in double figures in four consecutive games, continuing the longest streak of his career. Triplets. Uh, Jordan Clarkson hit two pl- uh, has hit two plus threes for the 18th consecutive game the most ever by a jazz player wow he's also hit at least one three for the 40th consecutive game also the most by any jazz player are you sure you checked jeff malone (laughs) jeff (laughs) jeff had that mid-range leaner he was about a 17 footer at tops oh man do you remember how he used to fall forward shooting free throws that was awesome yeah jeff you don't teach that no you just don't uh let's see here the Jazz are only the third team in the NBA that has made at least 10 threes in every game of the season so far, Toronto and Portland being the other two. Uh, tonight was also the 11th uh, time the Jazz have made 20-plus threes in a game. They've done it five times already this season. Read that again. Okay, tonight was also the 11th time the Jazz have made 20-plus threes in a game, and they've done it five times 
Oh, uh, five times already this season. Wow. Uh, let's see. Oh, excuse me. It was, uh, no, yeah, the 11th time. Sorry. Uh, how about this one? This was the first time that Jordan Clarkson had at least five rebounds and five assists in a game since becoming a jazz man. He had six rebounds and six assists tonight. Uh, let's see here. Let's go through a couple more of these. Uh, the only thing I could rival him is the old Paul James broadcast. And be like he, he would pull this stuff out. This is really cool. Paul James, man. Legend. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Season highs for tonight. You ready? Donovan Mitchell and Bogdanovich both had season high seven rebounds. Mike Conley tied his season high with 10 assists and Jordan Clarkson had a season high six assists. Uh, Bogdanovich actually tied his season high with seven rebounds. So there you go. Stats tonight, courtesy of our guy, Tyson Ewing. Thank you, Tyson. Keep them coming. That's great stuff. Again, follow Tyson at Ty Ewing 2 on Twitter. And, of course, uh, shout out to him. He does a great job uh, for the TV broadcast, and he's nice enough to, to float a few nuggets our way as well. Uh, the, the 20 points, or excuse me, the, the 20 made threes is a huge deal. And the fact that the Jazz are averaging over 40 attempts per game and, and uh, you know, making this many is going to make them real tough to beat. Yeah, and it's not a like this isn't something that you're surprised about anymore. I mean, it really is amazing, but it's it's almost like oh, oh, they did it again. But but the way they shoot them, I'll go down, you know, in flames saying it. The way they shoot them, um, they're shooting the right ones and they're shooting a lot of them, and that's a good combination for this team. And I know the Pelicans didn't play the kind of pesky style of defense that's given the Jazz trouble uh, at times this year. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it's almost like football when you have, you know, you're going seven on seven or skelly or whatever they call it. You know, you still have to go out there and execute and, and do what you're supposed to do the right way to to make it happen. And it felt that way a little bit for the Jazz tonight, even when the ones that didn't go in, you never you didn't look at many shots tonight and go, what? I mean, there were a couple toward the end of the shot clock when inevitably you're going to get those. But for the most part. You looked at the shot selection and thought that was that was terrific. In fact, uh, my co-host during the day, of course, Gordon Monson, uh, was uh, uh, commenting. Some may say complaining, but commenting on the inefficiency of Donovan Mitchell tonight. Nine of fifteen shooting, four of seven from three, six of six for the line, twenty-eight points, seven rebounds, and four assists. It does not get much much more efficient than that. No, it doesn't. And the last thing I worry about, honestly, is Donovan Mitchell's efficiency with this team. I. Because that's I, what I was saying today, too. Sorry no, to be, jump on you there. No, 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 no. It's it's uh, hey, look, everybody's going to have hot and cold. It's just the fact of the matter. Um, but I, I just don't worry about it because, again, Donovan can have an off night and this team will be fine. Yeah, because they've got so many ways to get you. So uh, I, I understand, you know, you know, want everybody to be consistent, but. Like Donovan's, he's a marquee player, and his role is going to not change. I mean, he's going to be the guy. You know, he's going to be stretch. the leading scorer. Of I course, mean, he's going to be the guy for sure. But but just like guys, you know, get hot and cold streaks in baseball, right? Um, that that's going to happen in the course of a, a long season. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I was kind of saying to Gordon is, and and here let, let me put it this way, and the kind kind of combine two conversations. Um, it, if New Orleans is going to make the playoffs, uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram are going to have to score 30 points a game. I mean, that they just don't have the surrounding cast to 
to get them to where they need to go. And that's, I'm not trying to insult the Pelicans because they're a young team in kind of a building phase. I mean, it is what it is with those guys, and I think that there's some talent there. But with this Jazz team, they're far from a one-man show with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, all these shooters all around. I mean, how many players, uh, once again, tonight scored in double figures for the Utah Jazz? Six. Six. I mean, they've got, they've got guys. They've got firepower. Yeah, they've got guys, and they've got firepower, and they're all willing to share. You know, that's a beautiful part of this. It's not, um, you know, when David said the Jazz are kind of doing the Houston Rockets thing, I think from a number standpoint, yes, but the way they're getting it done is completely different. Um, this isn't isolation and at the last minute kick it to P.J. Tucker in the corner. It's break the paint instantly, kick it, kick it, play. And so I think there's, I think that's one piece that needs to be, you know, we have to understand is this is, yes, the numbers are similar, but it's a totally different way of doing it. Yeah, yeah I, that's such a great point. I'm so glad you said that because I hate, I hated watching the Rockets play because it's not, it's not unselfish basketball. I don't care how many assists James Harden got for the Rockets. It was him playing isolation and then, you know, creating an open uh, corner three for somebody at or, the last, or possible at the last second. second. And as he stares at you while you shoot it saying, you better make that after all the work I just did dribbling the ball for 23 seconds. That's a, that's a big time difference than but, the offense we're seeing the jazz, but, from. but also with the Rockets too. I mean, I remember games where, I would sit and watch PJ in the corner wide open 15 times get looked off. And that's the beauty of this jazz team is it's one thing to kind of have that as your scheme, but it's a, it's a whole other thing to be willing to make the plays. And that's what I'm seeing amongst this group is everybody seems to be willing to make the right play. And that's when it really gets fun. Yeah. And, and Quinn Snyder, I'm sure loves it too, because he actually gets to, coach things that he implements in the game yeah and, and there's again the staff's doing a great job this is uh you know it's taking it's taking a, a philosophy and making it yours and and um you know kind of taking it to the next level and that's what i feel like this is a team-oriented uh transition and penetration kick clinic it really is all right let's go back to the media room donovan mitchell is addressing the media all right, we'll get started with uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan, how different are these sort of sets that you're going to be playing against teams where you play them once and then a couple nights later play them again or on a back-to-back? And I mean, do you have to plan a little bit more for maybe adjustments that they might make? Yeah, I think, you know, you kind of treat it like a playoff series. Um, you know, we, in the sense, one game one, you know, and they'll make adjustments to what they did well and then, be ready for game two and we'll do the same. Um, I think, you know, whenever you, you know, win a game like this, you know, you got to be ready for a lot of energy from them in the second in the second game. Um, things are going to be completely different. Uh, but we just got to go out there and continue to do what we do. You know, I we expect him to, you know, turn up the pressure or whatever, maybe maybe run and transition more. I, I don't I don't know. But I think the biggest thing is we just got to stay consistent in what we do and be ready for whatever comes our way. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, tonight uh, you get Julian Gould back for the first time in four games, and he immediately kind of does what he does, goes out and hits five out of six three-pointers. What did you see from Joe? And also kind of as a broader point, what's making you guys as an entire team so effective from beyond the three-point line? I think the biggest thing is just shooting our shots, you know, not passing up threes. You know, Joe does what he does. You know, it's great to have him back, uh, first of all. Uh, But I think 
just being able to shoot, you know, get, we're getting good looks. Guys, you know, myself, JC, Mike, you look at JC, Mike had 16 combined assists. I had two or three. Um, but I think the biggest thing is getting into the paint, just finding an open man. You know, Royce is doing a good job of getting into the paint as well. Rudy's finding guys on his roles, fave as well. We're all doing a good job of it. And I think the biggest thing is just shooting our looks. You know, we, we believe in our three-point shot. We just got to continue to take them. You know, and when they're not falling, we got to turn up our defense. Uh, but continue to shoot the shots and, you know, whether they go in or not, just keep taking our same looks. And McMahon, ESPN. Hey, Donovan. Uh, kind of following up on that, um, this is a pretty historic run of three-point shooting you guys are on. Uh, how much do you think that's part of the identity of the team this year? And you know, do you think that, uh, that you guys can, if, if not at this clip, but can continue being you know, basically the best three-point shooting team in the league? Um, you know, I think we, we did it. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. You correct me if I'm wrong. We did it last year year as far as percentage goes I think you know for us it's like I said it just goes to taking our looks you know like I said it may not always be a 21 three-point night you know maybe a five-point night but at the five three-point night but I think at the end of the day it's going to be our defense you know we're going to continue to play well continue to take the looks I think that's really where it is you know we're not not really con worrying about you know if when shots falling or not, you know, taking, you know, some of them may, may seem contested, but those are the shots that, you know, we take in practice, you know, the shots that we work on. Um, and then it really all starts with pushing the ball in transition. Um, you know, it's easy to scout half court defense. You know, it's tough to scout transition. It's, it's really impossible to scout transition, you know, when guys are spacing in so many different areas. And then when those three point shots are falling, it opens up the lane, you know, I was able to get into the paint a, a few times in transition. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. If we can continue doing that on a daily, whether we, shoot the way we did tonight or not, just being able to take a look and that threat will open a lot of things up for us offensively as well. John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, uh, one thing that really stands out, um, in the third quarter, you guys hit eight three-pointers, but the, the run really kind of started at the end of the second quarter where you hit a three and then you uh, found Boyan on that wraparound pass for the other three. When you're able to finish it, a quarter or a half out like that, what does it do in terms of carrying over the momentum to the next um, one? Yeah, I think, you know, that's the one thing we really want to work on stay stay locked in on is finishing quarters the right way. You know, I think the way we finished the half and, you know, you, you look at the two threes, but <clears> – <throat> I, what we saw was the the steal that Mike had to end the half. Um, I think that's something that just gave us life. You know, I think being able, like I said, the hitting the threes are, are great, but the defensive effort, you know, him switching onto the big and being in that pass lane, even though the time was running out, you know, we understand like that's what we need to do. That's who we need to be. And just coming down the second half, there are times we kind of, you know, y'all seen it where we come out in halftime and we have to call the first time out, you know, because they're on the run or whatever, just being able to hit first coming out of that and continue the juice that we have. Uh, but it all starts, like you said, with finishing quarters the right way and finishing the half the right way, which we did, and we have to continue to do. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, Mike had 10 assists tonight. Um, his assists are actually higher per minute than they've ever been throughout his career, and he's getting more touches on the ball than he did last year. How have you seen kind of his familiarity with the offense grow and kind of your partnership in the backcourt? Uh, you're just seeing him just being the, the cerebral player he is. You know, it's tough. 
I said this the other day, it's tough when you go from playing somewhere for 14, was it 13, 14 years, you know, in a system, a certain style, and then you kind of come into a different environment where, you know, when I was, you know, kind of handling the ball a little bit more, he wasn't on as the ball as more. It's, it's, it, it takes a while, you know, it's not always going to gel right away, you know, and I think, like I said, have in the bubble, you know, him being on the ball more definitely, you know, allowed him to see where his looks are going to be, where his, where guys are going to catch the ball, where things are going to be open. Uh, we're not necessarily a, a pick and pop team so being able to understand that <clears throat> using Rudy's lob threat to be able to get into the paint and make plays uh, has been has been great you know and I think he's done a great job as far as making it take making it easy on himself you know slowing down getting into the paint finding guys getting his floaters getting to his three ball uh, I think that's just him being the vet that he is and the, the cerebral player that he is and sometimes it just takes a little longer but you know this is this is the Mike Conley we all know and you know I'm, I'm it makes our lives easier for sure all right, and last question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Donovan, another win, another scholarship for a minority or underrepresented student. One, what does it mean to have an owner that's so active on this front? And two, how much does that fuel you? Um, I think it's it's one of the coolest things in the world, to be honest. You know, I, as y'all know, I'm big on education, you know, and being able to for a cause you know for some of the things my job you're playing obviously you play for a championship and play to win but you're playing for even greater cause you know I think that's just something that you know is just unmatched you know and, and credit to Ryan Smith and his family and ownership for for doing that because that's just you know it's, it's really un, unheard of you know with especially as many games as we play um I think that's just that's just huge and it definitely you know gives you you know when you're when you're kind of in the game you know you kind of there's moments where you're like, you know, like this is sending, this is changing somebody's life. You know, this, it, it, it may not get to a point where it's like this turnover is messing up, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, in, it's in your head. You think about it. And every time we win, you know, that's, that's where our head goes, you know, and that's, it's bigger than basketball. You know, the goal is to win a championship, but for us to be able to win games and, and send kids to, to college and take care of them for four years, that's, that's, you know, that's incredible, you know, and I'm definitely, you know, glad and, and blessed to be a part of it. All right. Thank you so much, Donovan. All right, there you go, Donovan Mitchell tonight, 28.7 rebounds, four assists, and uh, Donovan covered a lot of ground uh, right there. The scholarship, obviously, what an amazing program uh, the Jazz are doing this year. But uh, talked about Mike Conley and his game, and Eric uh, Walden brought up an interesting stat that he's he's uh, assisting at a higher rate than he really has all uh, of his entire career, and it's interesting to see it really come together for him and this team. I couldn't be more happy for him, too, because uh, it had to have been so frustrating last year um, but I kind of, I was kind of on that same thing that Donovan talked about where, you know, I, I've been, you know, I, I, I've been in a place for, for 10, 12 years and had to leave and figure out what's next. Um, you know, in, in Mike's place here, uh, you know, he, he was, he was an icon in Memphis. He was everything there and he got used to playing a certain way. And this, this is a major departure from the way that he played. Um, but to his credit, and I knew the type of character he has, this is a type of, of guy he is that, you know, he's going to work and get this thing right. I don't think it's just assists, but man, if you look across the board at his numbers, seriously, he's having a career year thus far. He really is. He's, uh, for, for the most part, uh, you look at numbers and they are, you know, at least comparable or, or in many cases better, uh, across the board. So, Kudos to Mike for that, and and I think he's making a huge difference. Uh, like I said, not necessarily always just scoring the ball, but running the team, 
and and I think he really has stepped up and has a great understanding defensively. You know, Locke has made the comment that he and Rudy are the number one pick and roll combination defensively in the league. And and I know Rudy gets a ton of that credit, but the guard has to fight over and has to do his job. And Mike is really, really playing hard and hustling. And you said this, uh, I can't remember if you said it at half or maybe it was off the air, but uh, the offense tonight just didn't look the same when he wasn't on the floor. And that, that stretch in the second quarter where the Pelicans went on an 11-0 run, I mean, it's when Mike Conley was on the bench. Yeah, that's you know, what was plus minus, right? It was 20 plus 20. 26. Six. Yeah. And he really in those in, in a couple of spurts, in, you know, where he's not out there to kind of get everything organized and get started. Um, that's where they did struggle. So ton of credit to Mike, ton of credit to Donovan for calling that out. Um, and, and the scholarship thing, I mean, that's the, p- the piece of that's really cool to know that th- that's the 10th win. So 10 kids get an opportunity to go to college based on, um, on this. And, and again, like Donovan said, not only win and win games and, and hopefully compete for a championship, but change that many lives. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll have your play of the game, and we'll get Tim uh, Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday. Your final tonight, 118 to 102. More straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. Hesitation drive by Mitchell. Wrap around to pop the Bogdanovich for three. He got it. What a pass. Holy smokes. Donovan Mitchell drove the lane from under the basket. Threw a pass all the way to the top for Bogdanovich for three. That's incredible. That's your play of the game right there. David Locke on the call. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz winners tonight over the Pelicans here at Vivint Arena. 118-102. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. That, of course, uh, a play. Uh, I've already seen SportsCenter tweeting out about it. I'm sure it's uh, all over that broadcast. But Donovan Mitchell making a play to the hoop, and when it looked like he was going to go up for a contested layup, nope, he just swung it around. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of almost like a shortstop sidearm pass, but not straight ahead, almost like a 90-degree angle that went right back out to the top. Bogdanovich took a dribble, steadied himself, and buried the three. You know that classic Dr. J play when he drove it and kind of came up underneath? Yeah. It was kind of like that, but with the pass on the end of it. Um, I just watched a different angle. You'd mentioned there was a couple angles on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Smith actually tweeted out a uh, a shot of it, um, and I re- replied, it looks like him in early morning pickup. <laughs> uh, but a phenomenal play, and honestly a play that was made for SportsCenter. Well, Donovan had a couple of passes tonight. He also had a no-look uh, pass in the paint to Derek Favors that went right by an outstretched Zion Williamson uh, hand. That even got, like, from you, like an ooh. Yeah, it, well, it absolutely did. You, I mean, Donovan, is he's a fine passer, don't get me wrong, but you don't see a whole lot of those, you know, no-look type passes that we used to get all the time from Darren Williams and John Stockton. We just haven't kind of seen that from Donovan yet. And that was right there. And Derek, I mean, that was the easiest dunk he's ever had in his career. I mean, he just caught it and dunked it. I mean, it was just, it, it was brilliant. Yeah, the big guys got to be, uh, they got to be loving playing with a, this collection of guys because they're going to find you. And um, with all the talk of the threes, you know, um, 
I, I do believe that the key to this too is their defense is really good and they're getting stops uh, at a pretty good rate. And instead of taking the ball out of the hoop, they're they're able to race that thing up on a miss, and then you know everything's in play. Let's see here tonight. Uh, Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert were ten of fourteen. I mean that's that's pretty good. Derek Favors had nine coming off the bench. Uh, Rudy with thirteen, so twenty-two total points and uh, shooting the ball that efficiently. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. In fact, shooting the ball uh, went really well for the Jazz tonight. Fifty point six percent from the field, forty-four point seven from three. That, of course, has been a big time story. Twenty-one of forty-seven uh, from uh, from three. But uh, th- there wasn't a whole lot that Jazz didn't do well tonight. I mean, just to recap it a little bit, they had twenty-eight assists on forty-three made field goals. Uh, they smashed the Pelicans on the boards. Uh, 54 to 38, which is something we had our eye on because the Pelicans are a really good rebounding team. And as we kind of look forward to Thursday night's game, you know, the Pelicans are going to be better. I mean, you play a team for the second time in a row. I mean, you get a chance to scout. You you know, we see it all the time in the playoffs, right? Adjustments are made, and you know what worked and what didn't work. I mean, I expect New Orleans to come in uh, to this building and be a little bit better Thursday night. But uh, honestly, unless they change everything that they do, I don't know if I see – uh, the Jazz dropping another one, or not another one, excuse me, but dropping Thursday's game. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, you know, we do have to remember the NBA is wacky, and, um, you know, it was the Jazz who lost back-to-back games in New York and then turned around and beat Milwaukee. So anything can happen, but I'm with you. I think in terms of just style of play, uh, this is a it's a real uphill battle for New Orleans, you know, even with a day to prepare um, I would imagine, you know, three-point shots will be an emphasis, but like I, like we talked about, the Jazz then just drive it and finish it because guys aren't there to help. I mean, that's that's the next level, and that's what makes this so fun to watch. In fact, I kind of had the thought tonight watching this. I remember when when the Warriors were playing, you know, early in the – I guess when it kind of came in vogue to watch the Warriors, but it, it became appointment television when they played because it was just so fun to watch. And I'm starting to kind of get the vibe with this Jazz team that, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they continue this. It's it's something. It really is going to be kind kind of become a story um, because it's great. It's really great basketball. Uh, the as far as the Pelicans go, Zion Williamson, 32 points tonight, 14 to 19 shooting. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 17 points, eight of 18 shooting. Again, Royce O'Neal, I thought did a real nice job on on Ingram. As far as game planning for the Pelicans, do you expect the Jazz do much different on Thursday? I wouldn't think so. Um, you know, I, I would. I believe that the shots that the Pelicans took tonight were the shots the Jazz wanted them to take. Um, certainly, you don't want to. You know, probably try to do a better job, not to let a guy get thirty something. But again, if it's within the context of the where you want them shooting your shots, you'll live with the result. And. Um, you know, unless the Pelicans come out and all of a sudden start firing threes at a, at a high rate, I, I would probably just stand pat defensively with what we did tonight. Locke has talked a lot about this year, how they've changed the rotation with Rudy. So he's actually getting some minutes against the backup big where, you know, with Tony Bradley um, as as Rudy's backup, Rudy would be going up against the the starting big the whole game long. It almost mirror those substitutions. In fact, in the playoffs against Denver, they 100 percent exactly mirrored the substitutions with Jokic. But this this stat really uh, jumps off the page to me from uh, from the Pelican standpoint. Jackson Hayes, their backup big played 15 minutes tonight. 
minus 17 wow. in 15 minutes. We, we've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've seen something similar. I, you know, I feel bad for the backup bigs a little bit. And, and no offense to Jackson Hayes. I, I shouldn't chuckle. You know, he's an NBA player and I'm, I'm sitting here chatting with you. No, but it, I it's mean, more the it's, number that's funny, right? It it's is. Not him. Yeah. It's, but, it, you know, it, Rudy's uh, overmatching most bigs in the league. And if he gets a few minutes going up against backup bigs, he's just feasted this year. And just another awesome wrinkle, right, that Quinn has utilized to get an advantage. And that is the entire, that's the game, is figure out how to get an advantage and then play to that. And that's that's been, that's kind of been the story of the year so far. He also picked up three fouls in those 15 minutes. So Jackson had a, he had a tough one. He'll sleep well tonight. He's, he's worn out. He's a little worn out. And that was 15 minutes. He, he, uh, he caught a bit of a beating. All right, uh, Tim, just give us a couple final thoughts before we put a bow on this bad boy. Well, just more than anything, I, again, I, I think David said it. Um, you know, it's probably debatable. Go back and watch the Milwaukee game. But I think the games that stand out to me in terms of this style of play, the Portland game, first game of the year, was eye-opening. Um, and we prayed that this was kind of what we were going to see. And then there was a little bit of a lull, and everybody panicked, except for you and I. And you just stay the course. Um I love what I'm seeing, and I love the level of buy-in from every guy that takes the floor. I mentioned tonight, and we didn't talk a ton about it, um, but George Niang, from where he was at start the season to what he's doing to help this team right now, and really it's a tweak in mindset. I think it's as opposed to just moving the ball, he's actually becoming a guy who now is another, you know, he has an advantage probably a lot of times being able to take a guy off the bounce. And that's all the Jazz need to get this thing started. So credit to George for that. Um, and then a guy like, you know, we don't talk enough about Royce, but shooting 48% from, on the season from three um, and just g- drawing a tough assignment every night and just goes out and does his job. Uh, I like to call those guys out too because, uh, you know, as good as this thing's going, it takes everybody and it takes a little bit from everybody. And, and that's what makes it work. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone calling all the action uh, tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Amanda Smith, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thank uh, the title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim Lacombe, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it because, you know, you don't know what you got left. My mom is is listening faithfully in Fairview, Texas. How about that? And she texts me. She's, you know, she's up late, and she said, I'm listening to my boy. So, Mom, I love you, and uh, hope you know that. Moms are the best, man, aren't they? Yeah, always there. Always there for you. Shout out to the moms out there. Shout out to Tim's mom. Thanks for listening. Sweetie. She's sweetie. Amazing. Awesome. All right. uh, The Jazz win tonight, 118 to 102. Up next, the Jazz will take on this very same Pelicans team coming up on Thursday night. Although start time here at Vivint Arena, a little bit different. Going to start at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.